0: Lame, you're
1: listening. Uh, you're what are you doing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I said lame. Oh,
1: because Greg waited until the camera went off to
0: remove his pants. I've been
1: sitting here with no pants on for like an hour,
0: as it should be. Rob, exactly, yeah, that's what we're talking about.
2: You're listening to the Gamey Five Podcast, episode 194, side B. is the gimme five podcast a biweekly podcast reviewing the things you love today and the things you loved yesterday But naked that's both spellings of butt by the way it could be butt naked ah uh, it could be but meaning also naked wordsmith
1: it's and far more clever if you if it's read as opposed if if you read it on paper as opposed to being being told it because then it just
2: yeah. You don't otherwise, it's the, just confusing. You don't get the pun. Yes. My name is Wonderful Guy, and I am joined by Web Shooter Man. I believe that's me. And a winged night creature man. That, that's gonna be me, Ola. And <laughs> and we are trying not to get sued. Uh, no copyright infringement here. This is a side B episode. We're going to talk about. Superman, the quest for peace, which quite literally is the movie that I was dreading us getting to.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: This one was not good. Yeah. And uh, we're also going to do our Give Me Five question of the week.
1: Which was more fun than watching the movie.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So other than that, Rob, uh, talk about spoilers. So this
1: is in fact a review show. If we spoil something on this, be grateful because then you'll realize that you don't really need to watch Superman the Quest for Peace and we saved you what? An hour and a half? It, was it was it 90 minutes? I think they trimmed it down to 90 minutes and we're trying yeah. to make another movie, you know, out of it, but this one was so horrendous that they just gave up.
2: Yeah. So we are going to, of course, talk about the quest for peace. We're gonna—I'll do a little bit of uh, information about the movie first. So, <clears throat> it was released. Oh, we have some movie facts for intro. Rob, would you like to take that since you put it in? He, well, this movie was so terrible. That Christopher Reeve actually publicly
1: regretted his involvement in the film. He... <laughs> wait hold on, wait hold on Let, let's
2: let's Johnny let's Johnny Carson this. This movie was so terrible, and then me no more. How terrible was it? Now you can say that.
1: Christopher Reeve was quoted as saying that Superman 4 was a catastrophe from start to finish. That failure was a huge
2: blow, giggity, to my career. <laughs> There was a much bigger blow a few years later. Sorry, I'm a Uh, bad person.
0: Oh, oh, too soon!
2: Wow, (laughs) Superman can't walk.
1: Kind of. It was never
2: a good thing to play Superman for a very long time. Nothing good happened to the Superman actors. That's true. The. The actual failure of this film
1: at the box office prompted the canon group to to cancel a planned production of Spider-Man. So that was why we didn't get Spider-Man for another couple of years. Couple Because this movie seven, did so poorly two. that they're like, well, every superhero movie must be bad. It couldn't possibly be that you slashed the budget by like a third or two thirds. Because the original budget for this movie was $36 million. And then just before filming, it, well, it was hacked the just before filming the uh they the the financing group canon group was uh experiencing financial problems so they slashed the budget to 17 million and the filmmakers cut corners by doing things like reusing special effects and shit like that so not yeah.
2: really the filmmakers fault
1: no but i mean the the story was awful the plot was terrible just Everything about this movie was just not good.
2: Yeah, so the the way the Canon Group used to work would be they would fund they were a smaller studio, they would fund movies by selling the rights for TV beforehand. Mm-hmm. Oh. Be like, hey, you know, we're gonna make this movie and it can be on HBO or ABC Movie of the Week <laughs> or NBC whatever. And because of the fact that I think for five years or so, this studio had no good movies. So they weren't getting this right, the rights, mm-hmm. the the sales that they wanted. and this movie that became, did not help. No. That's why you will no longer see the Canon Group listed in front of movies. So it came out July 24th, 1987. This, of course, we are doing our summer of 87. We are cruising through our summer of 87. And we, you know, we're probably about halfway through. Uh, mm-hmm. It was directed by Sidney J. Fury, a name that is way cooler than this movie. The, the product that was released. Yeah. It stars Christopher Reeve as Superman, Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor, Jackie Cooper as Perry White. Go ahead. And it also stars Gene Hackman as the voice
1: of Nuclear Man. And that makes me wonder how awful was Mark Pillow for them to have to dub his voiceover with Gene Hackman. And, and there's no—why in God's name would the would the villain sound like Gene Hackman? It's got Superman's DNA and nuclear
2: energy. Why in the hell does he sound like Gene Hackman? I thought that he said he put some of Lex Luthor's DNA in there, too. I might be wrong. I thought there was a little off line about that, I which made, is why I he has to that. listen to him.
1: Maybe I blacked it out. I don't. I, I. I don't know.
2: Or maybe I made it up to try to make some sense of things. <laughs> maybe your I mind was, when he was just
1: tried to make it
2: make sense. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Cooper is Perry White. Mark McClure as Jimmy Olson. John Cryer as Lenny. I don't think I've ever liked John Cryer. After he wasn't seeing this good movie. in
1: this movie either.
2: Yeah. He was I don't terrible. think like, like I think John Cryer pretty much ended his career in my mind after this uh sam wanamaker as david warfield mark pillow as nuclear man mark Pillow, uh his only movie uh buff uh hirsute is that a word is that how you spell it? you say it i yeah. don't know sure sure Lion, like quaffed like fabio uh and apparently isn't able to speak without without being overdubbed by gene hackman <laughs> A, Mario a weird... Hemingway, who was who was looked very good in this
1: movie, but I I felt bad for her. She was she was kind of like a villain's daughter because it was the guy who like bought out the Daily Planet and was was screwing everything up. But she yeah. was very interested in Clark Kent, and Superman was like two timing Lois Lane and Lacey Warfield. I'm like Wait a minute. Is he really on a double date? With Clark Kent and Superman
2: with these two chicks? Yeah, Beryl Hemingway. So that... She she is Ernest Hemingway's granddaughter or daughter?
0: I want to say granddaughter.
2: Granddaughter. Yeah. Uh, I... You know, there's the whole theory of, like, Woods Playboys. Like, where people... Like, oh, I found this Playboy in the woods. Or this penthouse mm-hmm. in the woods. Or, you know, porn videos in the woods. Like, everyone mm-hmm. always says that. I don't know really where they got it. But um, my, I got my early playboys from my neighbor's recycling bin and that's oh fair. yeah that's very resourceful <laughs> yeah and um one of them had Mario hemingway and i remember thinking like ernest hemingway would be pissed about this possibly like i just didn't it felt weird when <laughs> i kind of you know, I or
1: two and two it would to get be even more weird and he'd have like a stash of him it is
0: he was a weird yeah. guy actually he was a unique individual, so who knows what he yeah. would have thought about it, actually, but to,
2: to be honest. There's a lot of cats down there, so they the, probably it would have just been covered in, like, cat shit. <laughs> anyway, Margot Kidder, not a fan of uh, working with, with uh, Christopher Reeve in this movie. Christopher Reeve, yeah, she said he got a big head. Yeah. Well, ego. We'll... Ah, giggity- <laughs> <laughs> he got a big ego. Because he had, like, he read writing credit on this movie, which is not a good thing. When no. That's what causes you to have, right? Okay. Uh, okay. So, those are the people in it. Uh, the general synopsis is the man of steel crusades for nuclear disarmament and meets Lex Luthor's latest creation, Nuclear Man. And it's nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. Nuclear. What do you think? Well, we already. Let, let's try to talk about this without talking about how bad it is. It's not just us talking about how bad it is for an hour. This movie, well,
1: this movie was so bad. Um, I spent spent a good 20 to 30 minutes in the middle of the movie with that last name that you didn't talk about, Damian McLawhorn. Mm -hmm. Because when he was introduced, he was the student in class that wrote To Superman, because the, you know, the the students were all concerned about nuclear weapons and, you know, Superman could do something about it. And everybody was all involved in this conversation. And there was one little boy sitting off by the window, staring out the window and the whole class stopped and turned to him and they're like, Jeremy, what do you think? And immediately, for the next 20 minutes, I'm going, Jeremy spoken.
3: Because
1: <laughs> he was sitting there all by himself, by the window, just looking out like, like he'd been alienated. I mean, there wasn't even any students around him. I'm like, what the fuck wow. is going on?
2: I am so proud, first of all. <laughs>
1: So I spent all, the next like twenty minutes of the movie and, and uh Scott can actually uh testify to this that every time they said his name I was going, Jeremy Spoken oh
0: That's hilarious. <laughs> Did neither of you think of that no. when this happened? No, I must have been half asleep by that point.
2: I um, didn't, which is weird because about ninety-seven percent of all of my other thoughts are about Pearl Jam. About per- exactly. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> and I
1: can't believe that I'm the only one that had that
0: thought. Yeah, because I was <laughs> out of the three of us, you'd be the last one to, to that I would think would make a Pearl Jam reference.
1: Oh yeah. my god! And for like t- twenty to thirty minutes of the movie, I'm just doing that. <laughs> Scott was dying. I did watch it with our patron, Scott, by the way.
2: Nice. Uh, and he loved Witches. it. It was his he, favorite movie. He, no, he hated it.
0: <laughs> well, for the purposes of this podcast, Scott, we gl- we're we glad you enjoyed the movie, buddy.
2: <laughs> just, just wait. I'm going to get when a we slacking do, in the movie. We, <laughs> we do the top five uh, movies that, that Scott didn't like as much as Superman for. <laughs> <laughs> Scott oh, yeah. uh, really didn't like Citizen Kane as much as, as much he as liked Superman, Superman
0: 4. Four. Yeah, he's gonna kill me in the Discord room. Okay. Anyway.
2: <clears throat> okay, so that was you, uh, Omar. What do you? What do you got? It was, How many times have you watched this? It was. It was since... great. It was. I'm kidding. Shut I'm, up. I'm kidding.
0: Um, <laughs> for the first time in my short history on this show, I watched it once. <laughs> One time. One time. <laughs> That's terrible cuz that means that
1: you watched a sound of thunder more than you watched this movie. And I got to tell you brother, that movie is not any better.
0: I watched every movie at least 3 times. This one I this, to, this one I watched once and it took me like 3, you know, like in 3 chunks. It didn't I couldn't do it all in one sitting. So, um Uh, it's, I do, I remember seeing it. I do, I did see this back in the day, you know, like on VCR or whatever. Um, I didn't see it in the theater, so I do remember it. Um, I, I did not remember just how bad it was because, you know, being a kid, you don't totally get it, but I mean, everything from the writing, the acting, the special effects especially were just terrible. So let me get this straight. I'm going to throw the Statue of Liberty at the city okay and it's gonna fall down perfectly (laughs) perfectly vertically upside down Mm -hmm. in between the buildings without any it's (laughs) it just went straight down without any there's no movement there was no uh, it didn't wobble at all it just kind of it was literally like a perfect Olympic diver right into the
1: stop I'm gonna stop you right there (laughs) that was your big problem with this movie
0: no that's just one of the main things that's like one of the things that is like that's an example that
1: was like a garnish on what was wrong with this movie
0: so let me get this straight you're gonna take mariel hemingway into outer space (laughs) with no (laughs) with, with 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 nothing protecting her body from the empty vacuum of death. Oh my god, I forgot about that part. Okay. Now, let's pretend uh,
2: well, she does have those Hemingway jeans. She does have so the Hemingway jeans. Little known fact. And he, is that like Jordache?
0: He was what? Yes. that is <laughs> Well, it was the eighties, so yeah, Jordache. Or Wranglers. And okay, oh. so now she's in outer space. Let's pretend you can take a deep breath and chill for a minute and you're fine. <laughs> let's just pretend, okay? That's not how it works, but let's pretend. Your blood would boil because of the... It doesn't matter. That's not the point. When Superman is going back into the atmosphere with her at God knows what speed, she didn't burn up in the atmosphere as they were re-entering? Really? She was fine? (laughs) Interesting. So... Well, they didn't have the budget
1: for that. let's go to space. (laughs) Hang out here for a minute. I'm going to go fight this guy. You'll be okay. You'll be all right.
0: You'll be fine. You'll be fine. (laughs) Um, The other thing. When they're fighting i kept thinking this one thing why would you throw a guy that can fly you're throwing him he can just start flying and how come when superman or or um, what what was his name meteor what was his name N- nuclear nuclear man. man professor professor dark so sunshine creative, or whatever okay. his name is nuclear man Professor Sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) When you... When one of them, when they were fighting, each one would, like, throw the other one. You're telling me you can't just start flying? Like, I don't... You can already fly. That's not a problem. Yeah. Anyway. The acting was terrible. The... (laughs) Storyline was just ridiculous. I had
1: to take a breath. Yeah, I had to keep going. To keep bitching.
0: Um, (laughs) I I don't even know where where to go with it. Um, It's like I'm on a podcast with two Robs.
1: (laughs) Oh oh my God. This is so great. I'm not the only angry one.
0: Oh, uh, it was just so bad. It was just so... um, I don't know.
1: What about the scene where he took Lois Lane flying?
0: Since since when does this power like
2: uh, transfer to Lois Lane? Yeah, because she was like being held up by just like her one hand. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna get to all of this stuff, I promise. You guys are going to have an opportunity to be angry
0: in slow burn form. Look, the the basic idea is this. What I'm trying to say, and I and I apologize I took too long, is that I really liked it. It was a great movie. It was very enjoyable. It was very soothing. I found it to be delightful. I should watch it again, but I don't hate myself that much. <laughs> yeah. <So>. Fair enough.
2: <laughs> okay, so on my end, you know, when the super the superhero movie thing restarted, um, some say Blade, some say Spider Man, all that stuff. I wasn't as excited about it as you would think someone who is a big comic book nerd would be, and that is because I hated the Superman movies, all of them. And
1: um, No, see, I didn't
2: hate all of them. I mean, Superman Let me one. do my thought. I never liked him. We would no. go to, like, birthday parties, sleepover parties, and, of course, the, the parents would always, like, be like, oh, yeah, we got we rented Superman for you guys, or Superman 2. And I remember being completely freaked out by the Niagara Falls scene, and I think Superman 1 or 2. Oh, I think that was 2. Yeah, like, I remember being completely freaked out because my little kid brain was like, Superman isn't real. That kid would be dead. Like that doesn't seem very safe at all, because the only reason that kid is alive is because of the superhero randomly being there. Um,
1: well, and it kind no, of felt well, that way. With I mean, saying that that this is terrible because this doesn't exist would apply to any superhero it's movie. Hey, hey, my right, thoughts, but not that's the
0: suspension of disbelief that you have to do when you're watching these movies.
2: But even, even as a little kid, I was like, "This is, this is." Dumb, and I just didn't. I just didn't like them ever. Interesting. Um, so even when the new super, the newish Superman movie came out, uh, Returns, I think, I was like, okay, yeah. let me go back and revisit these movies because I think the person I was living with at the time actually had some of them,
0: and like I hated the them original again. Christopher Reeve ones. Yes. Okay.
2: So when Returns came out, I was like, okay, let's just see because it was supposed to be like a sequel. I just didn't. I just never. They never sat well with me, and. I'm pretty sure I saw this one at like a drive-in with like you know one of those like three movies in one night or two movies in one night right possibly with the Jungle Book opening I don't know There's I know there's at least one movie where I saw um and it also reminded me a whole lot of the the whale the whale Star Trek movie as well Star Trek that was also Star Trek 4 I believe yeah the yeah, Voyage Home yeah 4's 4's yeah. uh apparently aren't good cuz jaws 4 this one star trek 4. Well, anyway, so didn't like it.
1: Actually,
0: out of those but 3 I mean, star trek you 4 was it. the best.
1: With that logic, you should never like any superhero movie ever. You should never like any science fiction movie ever because it's like, "Oh, well that doesn't exist. That can't happen."
2: No, it's I mean, not that. Bad. It's it was the it was the random like random little things going bad only where the superman the superhero was. A lot of the superhero movies don't have like don't have that there's, there might be an attack where the superhero is because they're attacking the superhero and then they have to save a bunch of people falling out of a building or something. Not just, like, how many times has a kid fallen off of the freaking Niagara Falls? Like Right, that was such a voice.
0: random, unnecessary thing.
2: It... Yeah, and I know they were trying to prove, like, trying to figure out how to get Superman visible, but then it's not even in this movie. It's just that was my thought then, and it continued to be my thought. And plus the fact that it never looked good to me. Was was uh, doesn't help. So I uh, guess we can. Like, no
1: special effects look cheesy.
2: Yeah, because like, and I'll talk about it momentarily. I think when we get to a uh, uh, lois another Lois save. Um, it it feels to well. We'll get to it. So let's uh let's do some plot breakdown here. <laughs> uh, it really to? actually starts off. <laughs>
1: can we can we just end it now fine
2: fine just do it everyone uh uh, omar currently didn't read the contract the podcast host contract (laughs) you will have to watch a bad movie and then talk about a bad movie but i believe it actually starts in space this isn't in the breakdown that i have but it does start in space with a uh, Russian satellite. And I didn't remember the plot of this, and I was like, is this going to play a part in the nuclear thing later on? But Russian satellite, some dude gets knocked off of it, basically. It's like gravity, but with much shittier graphics. That was a great movie. Um, It is. Um, And Superman saves him. I feel like this was the entire budget right here. because This this wasn't great, but it didn't look terrible.
1: Uh Although... Um. From this very first scene, I'm going, why is his cape flapping?
0: Thank you. Okay. All right. F- finally, somebody there's, said it.
1: Yeah. There's no wind in space.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: Why is his cape flapping?
2: Uh. <laughs> yeah. And they cut out so much from this movie that like, you have, we have no idea what, if any of these other parts that happen early on were supposed to kind of have other threads throughout the movie. Because he, after he makes this big rescue, he does go back to his original sm, uh, small bill farm. Clark, Clark does,
0: mm-hmm. and oh, I forgot about that.
2: He goes to the farm. Yeah, had you watched this eight times, you wouldn't have forgotten about that. <laughs> My self-loathing doesn't go that deep. You would be clinically insane, <laughs> but you wouldn't have forgotten. <laughs> uh, he goes to the the farm. He finds the uh, the capsule that he brought him to Earth. And finds a like a green little Kryptonian energy module thing and a little recording by his mom Laura his his birth mom not Martha so if there's any other superheroes have moms named Laura he can also fight them for a while and (laughs) then they can stop fighting (laughs) and says that the power can only be used once and there's also a little bit of a thing with, with the like the person that's buying the land or trying to do a short sale or whatever I don't know like, I think that there was probably supposed to be more with that later, but I didn't care enough to look into it. Um, so Smallville, I there's a video online, guys out there listening, that you can, like, it actually takes you to all of these, like, locations now. And some of them are, some of them still exist and look pretty much the same way. This was in England, and I forget the area of England. Did you find that um, by any chance? There's an area of England where this was uh, filmed. It was like this. It was one of those cities that they like built everything at the same time. So that scene was was filmed in England. The farm. Most of the movie was filmed in England, actually. Yeah,
1: because the uh, they couldn't afford to film in New York City or some shit.
2: This movie was a
1: disaster from start to finish. Even from (laughs) I mean from everything, including like the financing. I mean, it was. They they were trying to cut corners at every possible uh every possible
2: site that they could, and it just it, it really showed in the final
0: product. It really did.
2: Oh, uh, Milton Keynes was the name of the area, hmm. because Milton Keynes was a, was one of the more modern cities, so it it was able to stand in kind of like they do with the uh, Vancouver now. Around this time. Young Lenny Luthor, played by John Cryer, uh, breaks his uncle out of prison. The Chad who's busy breaking rocks, in, like, this comedic... Chain gang. Chain gang. It's almost like they watched cartoons about Bugs Bunny prison things or whatever, and then, like, decided to make it out of that, because they're wearing these, these comedic striped things, and they're breaking rocks, and it just... The car jump thing randomly, and, like, I didn't know what to think of the scene, and I had to watch it twice because my freaking remote on my fire TV in my bedroom died, and I have to use my phone, which, like, has a delay, so, like, I rewound too fast, and it went past the scene, so I had to watch it twice, and I hate everything
0: about it. What do you think about that car that he was driving? Uh, it was ridiculous. It was just ridiculous. With the speakers that are, like, are like pointed from outside of the car into the car. Yeah. And it was like a convert. It was just so, it was just terrible. It was just really bad.
2: Like you, and you don't know if they just were able to just get that from someone like, well, this is kind of stupid looking, but we can get it. Or if like that was the director's artistic
0: vision. Right. They did that on purpose. Well, it was the eighties, you know, so it was probably do you on buy
2: purpose. John
1: Cryer as the surfer slacker guy. No, he's ducky. <laughs> right. like, that's it. Like,
0: <laughs> he is Ducky <laughs> forever. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. And I buy uh, Lex Luthor even less. As
0: yeah, Gene Hackman is no, pardon the no pun intended. He's no hack. Like he's a great, he's a really good actor. Mm-hmm. It, this must have just been a really good payday for him doing. He
1: was he was good in the other Superman.
0: He was. Well, in that also, like, think about the script. There,
1: regardless out. of what Greg thinks, he was good in the other Superman movies.
0: <clears throat> He's a good actor, and he did a pretty good job as you know, sort of a campy villain, I guess, what you would call campy, right? Well, and with this movie, to be fair, he wasn't working with, uh, you know, to bring up a movie that you guys brought up earlier. Or Greg brought up earlier; it wasn't exactly Citizen Kane of dialogue. So yeah, he did, I no. guess, his best. I'm I'm a, yeah, I'm a fan. A I like him.
2: I think he's great. It wasn't remotely like Doctor Strange Love, which is another movie that's that Scott liked less than this. Like <laughs> uh,
0: Scott, but we respond. can't argue with your taste, buddy. <laughs>
2: no, I don't know. I just never saw like. Actually, I think an awesome freaking Lex Luthor would be Mark Strong, just not if he could do not a British accent. Like that's. That's what I. That's how I see like Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. I don't see Gene Hackman. I don't see Jesse Eisenberg. I don't see literally anyone that's played Lex Luthor ever, other than maybe in the TV shows, which I didn't watch. So, okay. Uh, so Lex Luthor is out of jail. Apparently, jail. Uh, they should have stuck him in that one of those mirror things from the other Superman movies. Yeah, and Superman uh, too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and also, around this time, uh, when Clark finds out that the Daily Planet has been sold to an uh, evil rich guy, another evil rich guy. And of course, yeah, Perry White gets uh, fired, and Lacey, who we talked about, is placed into the position. And she's not a terrible person, but. She's not. So she is the uh, villain by proxy, but not really a villain. Just. You just kind of feel bad for her. Which is good, because that's actually how real-life stuff works.
0: That's fair. And she has a bit of an arc, so that's fair.
2: Yeah. Uh Around this time, also, there's news that the United States and the Soviet Union is going to start a nuclear arms race, which was technically happening anyway. And so, and uh, I think around this time is when some children are discussing this and everyone's freaked out by nuclear war. We weren't quite in the era where people were hiding under desks and ducking and covering that was before us. But there was always that fear. Like I was constantly fearful that something like red Dawn was going to happen at any given time. I was like, I'm going to be able to hide in the woods behind my house and be fine and
0: scream Wolverines. Well, it's interesting. Because... <laughs> it's interesting because this movie came out in 87. And at the time, You know, we didn't really have any idea that within the next few years, um, this whole um, you know mutually assured destruction um, Soviet Union situation it was it was over. We didn't know it at the time, but it was in its final couple of years of existence. Like it wasn't even a thing anymore. But it was actually a a
2: question that you might be able to answer. What was was Russia's power largely a fraud? Like, because a lot of times, if you look back at movies, like, we'll say Rocky IV and all this stuff, everything was this, like, technical juggernaut, you know, being able to pump Drago full of stuff, you know, just because of Sputnik. Was it—were lar- they largely falling apart behind the scenes?
0: Um. So, they weren't a fraud. Like, they were formidable. Um, they like, even as far back as, I. Uh, I'm going to try not to bore people, but like, even when we were ending world war two and we were having the peace talks at a, a place called Yalta and in, in Russia, and it was, um, it was, uh, America, England and Russia and St- that was Stalin at the time. We, we didn't know it at the time, but Stalin, this is like 1945, um, right as world war two was ending. He he already had spies in America. Um, he There's even evidence that... There was a reference to nuclear bombs that was kind of like slyly made at the time. And there's evidence that he already knew about it because he had such deep cover spies in the United States government. And that's why the Russians were able to get nukes so quickly. So... Once the Germans were defeated, the Russians were able to scoop up a bunch of them. And so they got a huge technological advantage um, right at the beginning. That's why they put up Sputnik in, I think it was 57. I don't want to lie to you, 56 or 57? That's why they were able to put up Sputnik. And America freaked out because we weren't even close to that technology to, like, put up a satellite Mm -hmm. in outer space. So fast forward to the 70s and 80s and the, the Russian military and government was formidable. Here's the problem. Here's what here's one of the things the big things that destroyed them. Um well one of them was the war in Afghanistan, which is a whole other thing that I won't even get into, but they they poured so much so many resources into that that it it did it did aid in bankrupting them. The other thing was the structure of communism by <clears throat> communism on paper, seems lovely, everyone's got to equal whatever, and we're all happy, and we all have jobs, and we're all educated, and everything's great on paper. But there's, like, humans involved. But <laughs> that's, dude, you nailed it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Communism's big flaw is that it doesn't take into account human nature. There's always going to be someone who wants to be in charge. There's always going to be someone who's going to want to be the, the whatever dictator. So what happens is it became a hierarchy. And um I can tell you from you know family experience that here's here's what happens. You have these little areas, these little rural, just as an example, you have a rural rural area I can't speak um that's growing wheat. And the, the from up on high because this is a completely government structured system, they'll say, "Hey, Greg and Rob, I need you guys to produce 20,000 tons of wheat, you and your people this year." And you only get to 15, but you're afraid to tell your superiors that you only got 15 tons. So you go, yeah, oh yeah, we got 21. Yeah, we made it. So now the information that you get to the person above you is already false. It's already fake. It's already based on inflated numbers. And then on up the chain, year in and year out, all the information, all of the, the the entire basis for the econ- the economic structure of communism was a lie so every year they were more and more and more screwing themselves and that's one of the does that make sense that's one of the things that like yeah, no that, and that's that,
2: and that's where you end up getting you know uh, you know 200 yard lines for i guess 200 meter lines for blue jeans
0: exactly Because all of those economic resources that supposedly existed were being put into strictly the military and making sure that like from where I'm from, which was Romania, um, my family, I didn't really experience this because I was four when we came to America, but they used to shut off the power in the middle of winter because it was was all government run. In the meantime, the president of the country, I use the word president loosely, he was a dictator. He literally had, I'm not exaggerating. Golden toilet seat covers and golden faucets, made of gold, actual gold. Is that is that Ceausescu. That was Ceausescu, and yeah. and the literal people in the city, just miles away from his you know palace or whatever, <laughs> were literally bathing with ice cold water in December, because he just turned off the heat because it was it costs money. Mm-hmm. Y- you know what I mean? So like the whole power structure of communism was designed to fail, because they never took into account. Human nature. Yep. I'm gonna shut up now. That's fine.
2: Yeah. See, we we knew that we wouldn't only have to talk about Su- Superman four if we just mentioned history. <laughs> okay, so Superman is basically told by this kid, uh, Jeremy. Uh, uh, he spoke in you... class today. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> so you mentioned this this sequence, and the kids are all worried about that. There's one kid's like, you know, we've got Superman. He solves all of our problems. Uh, and they was like, "Why can't Superman do this?" So they basically put this kid on TV to beg Superman, and it was like a press thing. And Superman's like, "I'll take care of this, basically, right?" I'm not, I'm paraphrasing here, right? But anyone have anything to say about that so far?
1: The fact that they pretty much guilted Superman into acting. They're like, "What will Superman do with uh, little Jeremy's request?" Oh my God! It's a How can Superman say no?
2: This would have been this movie would have been so much better
0: if he just melted Jeremy with the heat vision.
4: <laughs> well, but that's yeah, the
0: so. the thing about making him feel guilty. That's the whole uh, media angle in the movie. Like that's how strong, that's how powerful the media is. You know, you once you're in that public spotlight, even Superman isn't immune. He's got to do something. Is that is that? Am I reading that wrong?
2: Well he's like yeah, Superman is the eternal Boy Scout. You know, everything he does. Actually the only part of this movie I liked, it's sort of related, not really, I guess, was the it was the crib with the holes at the bottom of it. Your father said that he this, but like they show him every time he has an opportunity to just do a good deed, he does it and then like practically looks at the camera and is like truth, justice in the American way, wink. There's a lot of Boy Scoutness in the Superman right. movies. Which is mm-hmm. which makes sense because that is the character, um, you know, just like there's a lot of darkness in a Batman movie is, I am the knight, you know, but yeah, okay. I but anyway, am the so at the end of the Superman does buy, take the guilt, he goes all over the place, collects all of the nuclear warheads from different places, and then throws them into the sun, which in general seems like a terrible idea, but they do it anyway. Well, the sun is so big compared to Earth. I actually thought of that. I don't think it would really make a difference. No, it's like throwing a... I don't know. I won't make the joke I was going to make. <laughs> That's probably better for everybody. You, you were you were part of that text message earlier. Uh, <laughs> like throwing a ring into
0: a volcano. Uh,
2: oh, got it, got
0: it. Okay. Yeah. That was funny.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, also, like I've kind of gone a little bit out of order here, but... There's also a little bit of a sequence where Lex Luthor and Lenny, they steal a strand of hair out of a museum
0: and the strand of hair is Superman's. Good one. Got about that. So
1: the hair at the museum is holding up a 1,000 pound weight and it doesn't break. Lex
2: Luthor walks in and snips it with some bolt cutters? Thank you. Okay, I was wondering
0: about
4: that,
2: (laughs) but it's... I looked a little closer. I think he actually is snipping something else that would break the a little like grommet or a like a screw thing. But yes, it it is dumb.
1: I was like, "What the f?"
2: And because it's also it's like it a giant thousand pound ball that actually says a thousand pounds on it, like it's a big cartoony like thing. a big yeah, cartoony and anvil. It, yeah, <laughs> it's like it doesn't smash the pedestal. It's just it's dumb. But yeah, I, I didn't I couldn't tell if they actually snipped the hair or if they snipped what the hair was tied to. Uh the museum was like if you want to watch actually it's better than the movie, there's a documentary some like British dude did where he walked around to all these places, like I said, and the museum was just like like the bottom floor of some building. And all they all the other like displays are like mannequins that they made look like gymnasts and stuff like that. <laughs> So there's, like, a gymnast, and it's basically they found—they were able to find a bunch of mannequins, and they just glued their legs on weird to make them look like they were displays for, like, whatever, I guess, human dexterity or something. Okay. Uh, yeah. They go back to Lex's place with the, uh, with the hair, and they're talking to a bunch of black market arms dealers who could not be more comically decorated. They all have, like, themes as if they're G.I. Joe villains. I don't know, de- there was like the the big one that like they they looked, they looked to me like a a local playhouse, like p- actors doing a thing. Like, okay, hey, you guys are all supposed to be arms dealers. Go get into character. And one's like, well, I'll be the Texas guy, y'all. <laughs> like, you know, I'll be the foreign one. They were just so bad. And Lex is basically like, well, we have to get more nuclear weapons because. You know, Superman destroyed them all. And no one likes war, but we need to make money. <laughs> and decides that that's what they're going to do. They're going to make a nuclear man using Superman's DNA from his hair.
1: And this is where the second movie starts.
2: The second movie? Yeah, where the movie becomes something completely different?
1: Yeah, this this is like two movies in one. The first part of the movie is Superman collecting up all the nuclear weapons, and then the second half of the movie is Superman fighting Nuclear Man.
2: Mm-hmm. And they attach... They want to just make this Nuclear Man by attaching all of this Superman DNA and other stuff to the side of a nuclear weapon that gets is going to be test-launched, and then Superman will throw it into the sun, and it will cause Nuclear Man to arrive, and Lex Luthor will have his own version of Superman. Um... So that is, in fact, what happens. They do a a nice little comedic infiltration into an air force base to get this box on the side of a nuclear weapon. And mm-hmm. I too would be worried about nuclear uh, annihilation if I had a nuclear a base that was as poorly secured as this one. Yeah, where John Cryer can just like tiptoe around, and people can hide in bushes and stuff. Yeah. So it happens. Box on the side of a missile. Thrown into the sun, glowing ball of energy, comes out, and... And his hair is blowing in the space wind. Yes. (laughs) Well, that was... Luckily that space wind was there, or else uh, Margot Hemingway would have frozen to death.
1: Well, that's true. Mariel Hemingway? Yeah, whatever. It's irrelevant at this point.
2: Did forget to mention this? We're jumping back. I got to Lois Lane. Uh, she's on a subway, right? A car that's about to crash for no reason whatsoever. Sure.
1: You know what? And I don't remember Superman
2: that. St- she is she, like, and Superman stops it basically. But like, he stops it by like staring hard at it. And I think what he did was he actually shuts down the power. He like steps on the the subway lines, which freaks it out or breaks he, it and he, then it slowly sto- slows it down diverts the electricity yeah and all I could think about is with Lois Lane getting in trouble basically every movie and almost dying that I'm wondering if it's kind of like a final destination thing where she was supposed to die the first time but because Superman <laughs> diverted it that maybe just maybe that's why she's about to die in every movie just maybe. saying yeah.
1: she actually did die in one of them he reversed time
2: that's true also Lane yeah Oh, uh, that's he's,
1: right. He's got all these powers that we didn't know about.
0: Not the way it works, that by the That is not... Going around the Earth in the opposite direction of its spin does not make things go backwards. That's not how it works. Yes. Yeah,
2: and if he could make the Earth spin backwards, all it's going to do is cause massive devastation as the oceans are like, what the fuck? Nuclear Man arrives. Superman has actually gone to Lex's uh like apartment place and you kind of learn was throwing yeah. a party. Yeah, and there's you know some banter and Nuclear Man has kind of proven to be a little bit uh has yeah. a mind of his own and because he's got I guess a little bit of Lex Luthor there and he's got a mind of his own. He's like, "No, I'm in charge. I can do whatever I want." And he steps out of the sun and immediately, like, weakens. So you're like, oh, okay. No, so no, no, not, he turns off. Yeah, he, he just powers falls down. To his, he yeah, doesn't weaken, he
1: just, turn, he just turns the fuck off.
2: And Lex, is every, like, shows that he can charge him up again just by directing a little bit of sun from his ring at him. Also dumb. Yeah. Uh, we get our first fight between Superman and Nuclear Man here. And this is where uh, Omar had a very big problem with Statue of Liberty being tossed into uh New York City. They're gonna they're just battling all over the place and it's as as this thing says, a vicious battle. It was not a vicious battle. It
1: was it was and, not a vicious
2: battle. Yeah.
1: They were throwing each
2: other and they could <laughs> both fly, so it was like,
1: eh, I'll
2: just start over here. <laughs> we like, like throwing a child around in the pool. Just <laughs> that was fun yeah uh superman saves the statue of liberty and at some point he is scratched and by these these nails that they keep showing a nuclear band can make his nails go bigger and
1: think think meg from the family guy episode where the griffins all got superpowers <laughs> that's a very weird reference <laughs> i didn't catch, some i didn't see that end. coming
2: <laughs> yeah did
1: you guys see that episode?
0: Uh, no, probably. I've seen probably every episode, but I don't remember that specific. They all
1: got exposed to toxic waste, and <laughs> like Peter could shape shift, and uh, Chris was super fast, and and I forgot what what uh, Lois's power was, but Stewie's power was like telekinesis, and his brain got really big. O'Brien was super fast, um, but Meg's only power that she got was that she could
0: make her nails grow long. That sounds familiar. And she was like, what the hell is that? I can make my nails grow? Like, what is that?
2: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that
0: sounds... Yeah.
2: That's kind So, of this this ferocious battle where Superman gets uh, scratched. He... His cape falls off. It's kind of like a car accident. When someone gets hit by a car, there's that old joke about, like, if the person's shoes fall off, you know they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So his cape falls off. That was a Dane Cook joke, not mine. And he... The cape falls to the city, the Daily Planet, which is now like a tabloid, ends up with it. And, you know, they they run an article about, is Superman dead? And I think that they eventually kind of took that general idea for the, super, the death of Superman comics, like the cape being all shredded and mm-hmm. that being on the cover of a thing, of a newspaper. Uh, Lois Lane, who is, uh, you know, Full on in love with Superman, and does not remember anything from her past. Grabs the cape and storms out of there, and goes to Clark's apartment to like proclaim her love for Superman because that's weird, you know. Clark is forever in the friend zone, apparently.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> uh, Clark doesn't feel well because he, of course, has radiation sickness from the scratch, and he the cape is makes gonna... it better. Yeah, well, he he needs to get the the Kryptonian energy module to heal himself. Um, now I don't understand why Nuclear Man like when did Nuclear Man meet Lacey? When did he see her? Like, I somehow missed that when being really bored at this movie. I did uh... because it's like a King Kong thing where like Nuclear Man is like all about Lacey. and the way to get him her to love him is by boiling her alive in space. Yeah, and for, like, because that's dinner. the thing. And and I I could have sworn that pieces of krypton,
1: also known as kryptonite, were Superman's weakness. Yes. Yet he needs this piece of krypton to heal himself from the radiation poisoning and make himself stronger.
0: Okay, I'm glad you said that because at the beginning of the movie, when he's in like, he goes to the farm. They he does pull out that the, he does show the kryptonite. It's still in the barn, like, underground or whatever. And I remember and thinking... they say,
1: this is a piece of your home world. And
0: right, I, but that's well, the only thing that can hurt wait it. Wait a
1: minute. Right.
0: I don't know. It And it's never explained. It's not like it's explained.
1: It's all terrible. It's
0: just so bad. It, it doesn't make any sense. I agree with you completely. It doesn't make any sense. Well,
2: the
1: Superman whole
0: thing... Has...
2: The, I guess the whole thing kind of doesn't really make sense, but I think it's... If they all lived on Krypton, and Krypton was basically made of kryptonite... I guess the assumption is that it that's why they're not super powered because they are they get powered by the yellow sun. Correct but it super like it should weaken Superman, but it shouldn't kill him, but it kinda does kill him at times. I guess it just makes and, them more mortal.
1: And the way well, no, the way that I the way that I liken it too is that the the properties of the planet Krypton when interacting with the radiation from the yellow sun kind of form like a poison so it's one in the absence of the other isn't necessarily bad but when you combine them both then it's like it's a, a poison
0: mm-hmm. uh, uh okay I, I didn't know that so I've that
2: before. nuclear man gets okay. to go you on a first date with Lacey <laughs> Nuclear Man gets to go on a date with Lacey by flying her into space, as we've talked about at length, and Superman uh, goes up there to rescue her, and they end up fighting on the moon, uh, because that's where they fought. (laughs) (laughs) And they're beating each other up and pummeling each other into the ground and, you know, doing all this. Oh, wait, no, I guess, I guess, no, they, no, I, sorry, I have this wrong. She, he has not grabbed Lacey yet they just fight on the moon and Superman gets stuck on the moon and then he goes and gets Lacey, which and is Superman weird because Superman
1: locks him in an elevator
2: yeah and he goes to gets he goes to get Lacy and um, he flies into space with her because that's what that's where he's from I guess and maybe it's I don't know. There's there's no logic here. It's and it's weird trying to play play logic because you know there's earlier on the sequence where Superman takes Lois on the date where they fly across the entire freaking world. Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole sequence with the the Great Wall of China where you learn about some brand new uh, power that Superman has where he can reverse build things.
1: That that actually was a product of the slashed budget. Because initially he was supposed to super speed rebuild the wall, Um, but because of the budgetary issues, they weren't able to do the special effects required for him to super speed uh, rebuild the wall. So they just just stared at it intently. (laughs) Well, he blew on it. He he, like used his super breath.
0: Yeah, it was, was, and it it just went backwards
1: and rebuilt the wall with his super breath.
0: That was uh, that was another fun scene,
1: <clears throat> yeah. And they were able to save uh, save money on special effects because then he just ran the explosion of the Berlin Wall in re- or Berlin Wall, the explosion of the Great Wall of China in reverse.
2: Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, Superman goes up to rescue Lacey, and it, um, which of course, in Nuclear Man's become uh, powers become nullified. Up there, oh yeah, he, man, yeah, he also he's pushes. The hey, man, there's a lot here. No, because this, this is after he's in space. And remember he pushes the moon to to block the sun, which is also would cause some cat, <laughs> catastrophic damage. Yeah, that's right. I'm no scientist, but and,
0: that would probably be a problem.
2: <laughs> yeah, blocks the sun, which weakens nuclear man, so that he can get Lacy, and then leaves her this is when he just leaves her and it's like you just hang out here I know it's kind of cold just chill in (laughs) space (laughs) yeah (laughs) to to have a fight that he of course does not even know if he's going to win because he's for the most part been he's lost quite a bit uh he then rescues her brings her down to earth not turning her into a, a briquette and then gets nuclear man uh, who is now basically just kind of... He's just a dude floating in space. And brings him to the core of a nuclear power plant, which again, seems like a bad idea. Yeah. It says it destroys him, but you would think that he'd become more, like, re-powered up.
1: Unstoppable.
2: Yeah. <sighs> which... Even... Like the Stay puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> yeah. But not as cool. Like... Choose no and pay. Way. <laughs> There's no possible way that he would know that, and he's still t- he's taking a giant risk by going to this nuclear power plant and just dropping a villain into the middle of it. Uh, so nuclear Bec- nuclear man becomes the electrical power for the for the electrical grid, uh, and also to kind of close this movie up in a big non shitty bow. Perry White gets funding to. To get the newspaper back, to become a you know, the majority shareholder,
1: he uh, buys the planet out from under the tabloid guy, and everybody's yes. happy, and the Daily Planet rises again, and there was much rejoicing. Thank God we did not get another Superman movie because <laughs> it's bullshit.
2: <laughs> uh, Superman reca- recaptures the Luthors uh, in a old hot rod with like ridiculous helmet and glasses, like something out of an Aha video. Oh my God, that's funny. And you know, puts drops Luthor back, Lex Luthor back in the the quarry, and Lenny gets dropped at like a church. But like, I always thought of him as much older than like a high school student age. Mm-hmm. Me too. That was weird. He was like a student, place. and uh, tells tells a priest that Lenny has been under a bad influence. And I think that's the end of Superman four, is it not? It I mean, should it be. It was. Let's, we'll end it there. Let's just bury that. Let's say some fixes. Flag check. uh Nuclear man kidnaps chick. She dead. Okay, I wrote that. I don't even. It's weird when you watch a bad movie so bad that you don't remember what you wrote. <laughs> uh, apologizes for peace. He <laughs> Oh yeah, Superman apologizes for making for destroying all the nuclear weapons for some reason. Uh I apologize for peace. You guys have to do it yourself. Uh Lenny to Boy's town Lex to chain gang. Lenny and Lex in an old car. Yeah. Okay, cool. Check. Check, check.
0: <laughs> Doesn't he throw them all and... into the sun with like in a big net? The that was in was middle of the movie. Yeah. That was earlier, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: This is before the other one that Penn managed to survive gets launched into space too. There, there was a scene that we didn't talk about, though. The, the scene where he goes to
1: the subway to save Lois mm-hmm. from the runaway subway car. Right. That is the only scene in the Christopher Reeve Superman yes. where Clark Kent changes into Superman in a phone booth. Ooh.
2: That'd be a good trivia question.
1: The iconic scene of Superman changing in a phone booth Did not occur in any of the Christopher Reeve Superman movies until this movie. Yeah, it did. Everything in this movie.
0: Everything looked bad. bad. All the flying, everything. It was just terrible. But yes, he does go into the... To the... Phone booth. Phone booth. booth. And at one point earlier in the movie, he goes through a car. When he's... he's, um, when he's got the 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 date with Lacey and then the and Superman is supposed to be interviewed by Lois Lane up on the whatever mm. top of the building. And he goes down and he's to the ball bo- dating two chicks. Yeah, exactly. And he goes into the one car on one side and he comes out as Superman on the other and nobody seems to notice. Yeah,
1: right. <sighs> God, that's over. So I will say that I think I think the word on this movie spread fairly quickly. Because this movie did not open at number one. This movie opened at number five. One spot above the second week for Jaws the Revenge. (laughs) But number one this week was uh, Summer School, which we have talked about in the past. Number two was Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. RoboCop was at number three. And this was the first week for La Bamba. La Bamba
2: opened at number four. Uh, and that the money there was uh, it made fifteen point six million dollars, uh, and twenty one point one million dollars internationally. Uh, so that was I guess thirty six point seven million total. And that, of course, the budget was seventeen million. It was as you said, it was supposed to be thirty two, went down to seventeen. I feel like if they had spent a, just a little more time and money on script, that it would have probably done better enough to warrant that much bigger budget. And if I'm not
1: mistaken, they they thought they had a um a hit on their hands. And they trimmed this down. Uh I think it was like 2 hours or just over 2 hours. They trimmed it down to 90 minutes and fully intended to use to reuse the footage that they shot for a subsequent movie. Oh. Geez. They thought they were saving and preparing for the future. And this movie was just so horrible. And instead, if they had left it, it might
0: have have been way better because it would have explained some of the random nonsense.
3: Yep.
2: And they wouldn't have had to do some of the random nonsense like the reverse blowing. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Never do reverse blowing. (laughs) Greg is very familiar with reverse blowing. (laughs) Did you mention the biography, the Christopher Reeve biography? Mm
3: -mm. Mm-mm.
2: There's only one line about this movie in Christopher Reeve's autobiography. Um It's uh, called Still Me, is the Mm -hmm. name of the book. Uh, Reeve only refers to Superman 4 in this one sentence. The less said about Superman 4, the better.
1: Yeah. I actually did see that, yeah.
2: You're right.
0: That's funny. I did not Uh, see that.
2: Yes. What
0: uh, what about music? The music was good back then. Yeah, I mean... it, It was. This was another good week for music. I mean... And I say that, and this is something that we discussed a little bit in the in, in our Discord chat with the patrons. But like, I say that in the full context of you know 1987. <laughs> so I, that's a caveat that I have to throw out there. But the music was good. Um, number ten that week was "Point of No Return" by Expose. Um, number mm-hmm. nine, "Don't Disturb This" Groove by the System, which I think we mentioned last week. I don't think any of us remember that. 8 which nah. i remember this one very well heart and soul by to that was a good one um mm-hmm. 7 something my so my mom St- had that tape huh my mom had
2: that of tape course she actually my mom still has that I'm tape i'm sure she does
0: <laughs> she's probably listening to it right now or that or brick house <laughs> um number 7 Pretty something much. so strong by by crowded house uh number 6 the rhythm is going to get you by gloria Estefan and the miami sound machine amazing Rhythm is that's it again. it sure is you can't stop this rhythm number five was um, I Want Your Sex by George Michael but it says here that it's from the Beverly Hills Cop 2 soundtrack because I think that record may have even come out the year before but like that, that album was like a monster um, mm-hmm. num- well there were this is this is actually
1: one of three songs that were in the top 15 from that yeah. movie because at 14 you had Cross My Broken Heart from the soundtrack of Beverly Hills Cop 2
0: nice and then oh, and then Shakedown has had been in the charts for a while too by Bob Seeger. Yep. It's still there. Yep. Um number four, I want to dance with somebody who loves me by um a very young and, and new Whitney Houston. Uh number three, still haven't found what I'm looking for is still Killing It on the Charts by U2 from their you know monster album that we've already talked about. Um from Joshua Tree. Number two, Shakedown by Bob Seeger from Beverly Hills Cop. And number one, this was the last week that this song would be number one. Um, Alone by Heart. That song just kicks ass. Like it's really good. It it's like a really good one. But that's funny because I remember hearing this stuff literally on the radio on Y one hundred in South Florida. <laughs> you know what I mean? And B and B
2: ninety four up in Pittsburgh.
0: Is that where you were at the time? B94. This is before. This is before you moved yeah. here, huh?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, like a lot. I was. This was the summer that my parents were looking for a house. That's diner, right. So we were going that's back right. and forth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as we, we do the history as well, um, but, you know, we've been doing week by week by week. So just a few things that, again, leads to other stuff without going too deep into it. Uh, we stopped giving money to Panama around this time because of the military dictatorship of Noriega. Uh, just a few short years later, we would, of course, invade <laughs> Noriega and set up our finest speakers. And as you said earlier, blast White Snake at them, at him um well it, this is, oh it, damn there's something else in this that there is a sports new story this w go ahead what were you gonna say i was gonna, going gonna
0: say for the little bit because i think we talked about that off off like before we hit record like yes. what do you what i think for people who don't know what do you mean by blast white snake so so basically noriega
2: locked himself in his his palace and it was one of those invasions where it wasn't it wasn't quite as violent as some other invasions so we wanted to coax him out So we basically He didn't like metal music So they basically set up Giant speakers And blasted it 24-7 He,
0: he was a—he was the, the So-called president of Panama And he pissed us off And he was funding drugs Right Yeah, and, he was and, basically Funding drugs And out. we went after him And he went into The Swiss embassy In Panama Because once you're, on the, once you're In an embassy You're on foreign soil You can't We can't go in after you And Switzerland Is a uh, neutral country So what we did was We blasted music and spotlights into the windows all day and all night. For... People at the Swiss Embassy must have been like, fuck y'all. Yeah, they must have been like, hey Noriega, buddy, listen, I appreciate you and we're neutral, but you gotta go, dude. You gotta get the fuck yeah. out. Like, this is not working.
2: I've heard the final countdown 892 times. <laughs> they... We need to go.
0: <laughs> and they were blaring like White Snake and Iron Maiden and shit <laughs> just to like yeah. try to get him out. And if I recall so, correctly, uh, it this is.
2: This is actually another big story that you hear about a lot. This was the exact day that that uh Lawrence Taylor admitted that he had used cocaine while playing football.
3: this I think actual this day
2: that kind of yeah Oh, that's funny that's it's, this is the day the book came out that, is, that said it um so that was the other kind of big one and there was a a one billion dollar homeless bill uh that Reagan signed despite hating it, but that was because the the uh all public sentiment was against him because of the iran contra thing. Both sides like this bill, so he signed it into power. That was that, uh, I guess. I think that's all, except for the question of the week. Am I correct? Am I missing anything here? Oh, should this movie be, re- be remade or just No! Left? Okay, that's good. I'm good there, too.
0: Oh, definitely no. re-release it as is, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there an option for erase this from the collective memory? Is that not one of the things well, I can say?
2: I mean, since apparently that's one of Superman's powers, that he can erase Lois's mind after flying her around the, United, the entire world. There you go. Like like a poorly uh, recorded version of
0: uh, Soren at Epcot. So-, <laughs> mm. <laughs> so I say let's Superman the movie by deleting it from our memories.
2: Yeah. Well, we are on to our top five question of the week. And this time. I personally thought this was yet another terrible version of Lex Luthor. So the question I came up with is, what are the top five worst depictions of villains in film? And that's not just a villain, like, made up for a movie. This would be a villain from something else, from a video game, from a book, from a comic, from a television show. It can be anything, but they make a movie and they decide to change it or they just can't get it right. A villain that you know how they're supposed to be and they F it up. Yeah, for whatever reason, whether it be a giant communist country that might get angry <laughs> or because the budget doesn't allow them to do something. So who's going to go first? We've never had Omar go first. Is that a bad idea, or should we let Omar go first?
0: All right, I'm on it. Ooh, Let's do this. Mine, inadvertently, I didn't do this on purpose, are all... Um, comic book movie villains. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't do it on purpose, but that's more of my like, what I like to watch. So, um and of course, you know, there's a million different things, but I only wrote down five. I'm trying to get better at that. Number five, Venom. for which version? Topher Grace, in okay. mm-hmm. Spider-Man Three. That was terrible. I mean, it was already an overpacked movie, and uh, I, I'm not—I'm not saying I'm not dissing him in, in general. It, it, he just didn't do a good job; like it was just bad. Number four, um, the Jesse Eisenberg Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. I don't buy Jesse Eisenberg as any character that he plays, <laughs> except for Zombieland. That was good because he basically seems like what he would play. Well, he played himself, I think. I don't know. I don't know him personally. Ooh. But his Lex Luthor was terrible. Um, number three, Nuclear Man from Superman 4. <laughs> 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 Just am sorry. I had to throw that in there. Nuclear
2: head. Man apparently did not exist mm-hmm. in comics until much later. After like, this movie? And, oh, yeah. Like like two years ago. They finally actually added him into comic continuity. Oh, wow.
0: Okay. Well, he was terrible. I didn't know that. <laughs> It was just he's a, so bad that he's in a list that he shouldn't be he, Yeah, I didn't even know that. It was just just a terrible... Um, number two and number one. I feel bad about these because I like both of the actors for different reasons. But they're both from Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> number two, I did Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. And and I'm a fan. I like her. I like her and her things. And she's adorable and all that. I, this was just it was just bad. And that whole but movie I know who
1: number one is
0: it, it was Mr. Freeze.
1: Yes, it, it was
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, he's such a badass character. I mean, he's such a badass guy. And it was just I know he was he. It, to their credit, they did what they were supposed to do f- for that movie, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it was just can be It was awful. So that's my top five. Not bad. Not bad.
2: Uh, I will go, I guess. I do have a honorable mention. And that is going to be Abobo from the Double Dragon movie. Now, he's not a the endgame villain, but if you saw, he was this muscle-bound, like, meat-headed, bubbly thing. He looked like a Power Rangers villain. Mm-hmm. But it's only an honorable mention because if you actually looked at the Double Dragon game at the time... Because of the 8-bit graphics, he kind of actually is sort of accurate, because you don't really know what they look like. But if you look at the cover of the box or the booklet, they messed up. So, we will use the bulbous, pulsating abobo, as my honorable mention. (laughs) My number five, Mr. Freeze from Batman and Robin. Really? Yeah. Because he at least looked okay. But He's supposed to be a a heartbreaking, insane character, and there's so many better ways to have that. He's supposed to be a dark character. Uh, every version of Lex Luthor in movies, including the Jesse Eisenberg, Eisenberg and the Gene Hackman version, is my number four. Favorite. I will have to disagree with you, Gene Hackman. Too campy. Didn't like it. Uh... Number three, the Cobra Commander from G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's version of mm-hmm. it. And I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but it just not my Cobra Commander, even though I know they were showing how he was formed. But they did this, like, weird clear mask thing, and I don't know. Uh, number two, it would be Parallax from the Green Lantern movie, because it was okay. just a giant cloud. And Parallax was supposed to be a very, like, an, almost like an alien mosquito-looking parasite thing. My number one, uh, and especially after I looked it up again, would be um, not Gene Hackman, uh, would be Koopa from the Super Mario Brothers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's uh, fair as not. played by
2: by uh, oh shit, what's his name? <laughs> not I, Gene. I just said Gene Hackman and screwed myself up. No, um, uh, um, God
0: damn f- it! From
2: Speed and Easy Rider.
0: <laughs> Easy Rider, yeah, yeah. Dennis Hopper.
2: Dennis Hopper, Hopper. Thank you. Yeah, Dennis Hopper as mm. as Koopa. Technically, I guess, kind of Bowser, but. Yeah, awful, terrible. They didn't know what they were doing with that movie. No, that movie begged to not be live action. They needed. They should have Roger Rabbited that shit. Oh well, that's my number one. Do we have a listener? We do have a listener. Hopefully, we've got more than one. But we do have more than one. But we have one that uh, wrote in a list. Hey, it's
4: Alec with my top five list for the week. I got to be honest, a lot of the movies that were based on video games, I just skipped because they look awful. So no Dennis Hopper for Super Mario <laughs> Brothers on my list. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Number five, I have a tie between Topher Grace from Spider-Man 3. I just thought he made an awful Venom. And um, Christoph Waltz from Spectre. That was a character in the other James Bond movies and they brought him back and Spectre was an awful movie and I thought he was an awful villain. Number four is Galactus from Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. I mean, that was a really bad movie, and he was a really bad villain. Number three, probably the the reason for the question this week, Nuclear Man from Superman 4. Uh, not much you have to say about that. Number two is uh, Skeletor, played by Frank Langella, Masters of the Universe. I know some people really like that performance. I don't, but it's not his fault the movie's bad all around. And then number one is easy for me, Jared Leto as a Joker. Mm. I just don't buy it, don't think it's very good. Most anybody else who plays a Joker, I can at least respect what they've done, um, but not him. So there you go. That's my list. Hope you like it. Thanks. Bye. Interesting.
2: Also, I'm going to have to turn it around. Nuclear Man, again, did not exist at the time this movie came out. So he who shamed me just last week is getting shamed. Shame. 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 Finally. Shame. Shame. Shame.
0: shame. shame. I, I can't join in the shame because his lists are always so good, and this one was too. And I had and him he, did, he
2: made the same mistake you did, so shame to you as well. <laughs> you are uh, partners in shame.
0: I live in shame. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't even feel it anymore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he likes it.
1: I um I do have a couple of honorable mentions, so I can go ahead and substitute a couple of them because all but one of the ones on my list have been already named. Uh the the bottom two on my list were Lex Luthor, uh Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor and Topher Grace's Venom but I can very easily substitute Paul Giamatti as Rhino from Spider-Man and Jamie Foxx or Colin Farrell as Electro or Bullseye, respectively. So those will be my four and five. My number three is one that Alec mentioned and just just a horrible, horrible depiction of Galactus from the Fantastic Four. Yep, big cloud. He was just like this, this cloud... That was devouring worlds. It's like, no, that is not... What?
2: they. Yeah, and everyone they, uh, go check out HasLab's version of Galactus right now and go and put $400 down and buy one because it's awesome. Yes,
1: because it's amazing.
2: So Galactus is my number three.
1: My number two is kind of a villain. He's a villain in the movie, but they did such a horrible job. <laughs> you're really... and depicting this character, <laughs> and there was an outcry, if I remember correctly when this movie was was released, and they were and people were just mad because the depiction of Deadpool in Wolverine origins, oh yeah yeah that's was true. absolutely atrocious yeah. and my number one is one i a movie that i've talked about frequently as far as being one of the worst movies ever made that's Mr. Freeze from Batman and Robin just that movie was just a total shit show from start to finish everything about that movie
2: was absolutely horrendous so that takes us out of Superman 4 to never ever be watched again <laughs> Never, me. ever watch it again. Deal. So, how can people uh, contact us, Omar, to tell uh, to tell us to also to keep us honest about never ever watching Superman four <clears throat> again?
0: Okay, that's fair. Um, there's a number of ways. Um, let's see here. You can go to Give Me Five podcast dot com. That's a good way to go about it. Um Facebook. There's always FB, right? Um Twitter and yeah. Instagram. There's gimme five pod or gimme five podcast at gmail dot com if you want to just I recommend that way because that way you can email directly and then Greg will get it and then you can tell him how much he sucks. And
2: I will weep uncontrollably throughout the evening. <laughs>
0: Um, he does too. One thing that we would love is if you leave us a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast app you're using. Um, that helps a lot. Um, please lie and tell them that you thought we were good.
2: <laughs> and the, look, and people, the... <laughs> we watched Superman four for you. We took that for Superman you.
0: Four. We took that. We bullet. took that bullet big time, big time, big time. So, um, yeah. So there's a number of ways to get a hold of us, to to air your distaste for what we do. Um, And does anyone want to talk about the Discord chat and the patrons? I can do that. All right.
2: Because I love our patrons. I love them. Because they are good people, and they like the show enough to help support it. And without them, we couldn't do the show. So, if you guys listen to the show out there and you like the show and you're like man i'm so thankful i didn't see superman 4 and didn't spend my hard-earned money to watch superman 4 what you could do is you can take a little bit of the money that you would have spent on superman 4 and you can send it to us and for five dollars a month you support the show first of all but you also get to be a member of our patron chat and we talk about fun things, and there's music, and there's books, and there's, you know, all sorts of fun conversations about uh, the uh, dating game serial killer that just died, and things like that. So, and you meet nice people, and they're all
0: very cool, you know. Yeah, can I jump in real quick?
2: I'd I just, be sure. I just
0: want to say, not? like, being on that Discord chat, it's a lot of fun. It's it's really fun, and there's there's so much going on every day and then we even had um you know not in this order but Scott, Alec and Matt um join us for some episodes recently and i just got to say that like everybody on there is just so cool and it's just there's so it's they're so funny and it's just so so much interesting fun stuff going on in there literally daily i think that we interact with everybody and it's it's a really really good time and i'm like i'm super um grateful to be a part of it it's just fun it's like a really good time and it's a great way to to kind of like just stuff to, to go through your day with and so I that really hurts. appreciate everybody it's, like, it's a really good time
1: thank you guys remember we want you to give us five